Who is your daddy? I am your father. You fathers will understand. My father taught me many things. I got an idea. How about you all sit there quietly while I make dad noises? We are here with episode 197 of Fathers of the Grind. My name's Tim. I'm here with Dan and Derek. Hey, boys. Hey. Just uh, which one of us is least offensive? Try to guess, folks. Well, at this moment, for those of you watching the YouTube video, you can see that Derek is reclined on his couch, has some sort of blanket covering just the right parts, and is really displaying... No, please censor all of that, Tim, please. He's displaying far too much. I really need to put some like really conveniently placed censor bars there. <laughs> Put put um actually put put Sasan's face like right right in yeah the front. perfect that's what I'll do <laughs> that's what I'll do great. I know Derek you haven't been feeling good so thanks for taking time to record this tonight it was almost gonna be me and just me and Daniel I wasn't sure if you were alive or conscious or just hated us I didn't know if you were gonna join us so I'm glad you're here I am here I you are hate, here. hate you guys every once in a while all right that's good to know Aww. that's good to know. All right, we want to kick things off uh, doing one final callback to 2019 for now. We might circle back on it you know, way later in the future, but I want to do one final callback because we never did share our personal top 10s. I know that's something that Derek and I have always liked to do, um, just to say, hey, here's the 10 that I liked the most. And I'm actually glad we did this a few weeks after because I've had a chance to play things like Luigi's Mansion 3, which, spoiler alert, made my top 10. I love that game. And uh, so anyway, it's kind of nice to give it a little space and then rank them because actually – the rankings that I had kind of jotted down for our debate episodes in December, they're actually not quite exactly the same as they are now. Like a few things I've shifted around a little bit. That's just, I don't know. I guess it depends on what mood you're in sometimes too. When you're trying to compare something like NBA 2K to Resident Evil 2, you know, you need a little time. Only little the time. internet can do that. You need a little time to process that. Well, so. I, I had the same thing. Um, you had some shifting actually- around? I did, like, because after we did the shows, that's when I beat Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, and mm-hmm. I beat uh, The Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. And The Outer Worlds bumped up while you all know Star Wars dropped. So, oh, and I'll snap. obviously discuss that. Okay, well, since you're already looking at your list, Derek, why don't you take us through your top ten, go ten yeah. to one. If there's any you really want to call out that you feel like you need to talk about, go for yeah. it. Otherwise, just give us the I list. actually have a top 15. It's not going to take a lot. Yeah, you can give us some honorable mentions. That's cool. So I would say my honorable mentions will be these five, and that's Zelda Link's Awakening, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, A Plague's Tale. I would actually probably drop that to 15 because I don't even know if I'll ever beat it just because like I like it, but I don't like playing it. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, Control didn't make my top 10. And Mortal Kombat 11, like I would love to put Mortal Oof. Kombat 11 in my top 10, but I feel like there's too many games that I connect with more because I'm just not a fighter anymore. I put like 10 hours into Mortal Kombat 11, but that was it. Like I move on after I finish the story. And stuff. Right. Is that, by um, the way, quick question. If Mortal Kombat 11 had come out in the fall, would that have made it better I don't uh, know, in your mind, just because it was my, more recent. The thing is with Mortal Kombat, uh, and I've shared this on the show, like that's one of my all time favorite franchise. So it's not yeah. that like Mortal Kombat 11 is worse, it's probably the best Mortal Kombat. The only game I might put ahead of it is Mortal Kombat 9, 
which is the reboot Mortal Kombat. Right. That's when um, they kind of hit a new stride, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 So I think it's one of the best, but because I've changed as a gamer, I don't like fighters as much. So even though I think Mortal Kombat is the best fighter, hands down, in every area, um, they're the only ones that does a story mode that actually is cool. Everybody else tries and they fail. Um, I don't think it would make my top 10 just because it's a fighter. That's it. That's the only reason why. Um, otherwise, it's it's easily my favorite uh, nice. favorite fri- fighting franchise. Cool. All right, so I'll jump into my top 10. Again, I'm just going to say them, maybe give you a little bit on some of them, but not much because I don't want to keep the show too long. But number 10 is Days Gone. Only thing I'll say, and I said it during our game of the year, is it's to me it's the surprise of the year like like i was expecting it to be a fun game that's why i bought it day one and i for those who didn't know i only paid twenty dollars for it but that was the main reason why i was like yeah i'm definitely just gonna buy it um but i was actually shocked at how much i love that game i do think it goes too long but when you're in it and you're playing it it's just fun uh number nine star wars jedi fallen order as tim and i discussed i think yesterday or whatever it was actually the game i thought i really did think it was going to be my game of the year we've gone over why i don't like it not gonna say it anymore uh, but it dropped to number nine still a great game uh number eight devil may cry five that was top three when the game came out like i absolutely loved it, it may have even been my game of the year but as the year went on i don't think it was hurt by just I hadn't played it in like eight months. I think it was hurt by the fact that I think that all the games that I'm mentioning are just games that I like better. Yep, makes sense. Um, number seven, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. I still believe this would be my number one game if I beat it, but because I don't have the patience, it's not. Do you uh, see yourself in the future at any point finishing this game? I'm going to say no, and that's because a lot of... Um, the comments I see, of course you got people that beat the game, but a lot yeah. of the comments I've seen from people that have played the game, they're just like me. They've gotten a few bosses in and then they get stuck on a boss. Or some of them I saw, they're literally stuck on the last boss and they're like, I don't believe I can beat them. They've gotten to the point, that means they've mastered everything else in the game yeah. and they don't believe it. And I'm like, you know what? The fact that you can make the game that annoying, not difficult, <laughs> annoying, that people who are good at these games don't feel like they can beat your game, that's that's annoying to me. Yeah. So, no, I don't plan on ever going back to it. Uh, number six, Greedfall. Uh, again, I've said enough <sighs> about that. I do think it's a great game. I Shock. do think people are a little harsh on it because I like it a lot. But it, for, for who made it, I think it's quality. It's a yep. small studio. These aren't AAA guys. Yep. Uh, number five is Code Vein. Another shocker for me. I, I did not even even know if I was even going to buy it. Like my initial plan was to buy it day one. Then I backed out of it, and then I came back and bought it when it was on sale for like thirty bucks. And it's an outstanding game. Hashtag number four. Anime. <laughs> did you buy that yet? I know Kyle did. Did you? I actually it? did. Yeah. I just haven't started. Well, I made my character, but I haven't actually started it yet. So. Okay. Yeah. You'll, you'll like it. I think. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Uh, number four, Gears 5, outstanding. Best Gears, uh, the only reason why it's number four is because I do believe these three games uh, are just were just better. Like, I enjoyed them more. I wouldn't say better, just enjoyed them more. Uh, number three, and, and it's the one that made a, probably about a five or six jump to mm. the number three spot, is The Outer Worlds. Nice. Uh, once I finished that game, um, I 
and I still feel this way. So it wasn't just, oh, I beat it. I want to play it again. Like, I still think about that game, and the only thing stopping me from starting it again is I've got too much going on. Um, but I do think this is going to be one of those games where I do just come back to it. because, And that's how I am. And, and it's not and, too long of a game either, which is nice. No. I mean, it's we've discussed it. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be too long of a game. Exactly. I, mean. I kind of like how it's designed. Like, you can make it really short, or you can make yeah, it really long, or mainline you can find the thing. middle. Yep. Um, so Outer Worlds is three. Number two is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Oh, Outstanding game. I beat it three times. Loved it. And then Borderlands 3 oh, yeah. ended up as my number one. And I actually, I'll just, I know you guys got to do your top ten, but I'll just say as one of the games that I'm playing, I spent the whole day today playing my PC version of this game. I'm a level 10. I'm hooked again. I love it. I don't know if I'll beat it or whatever because I always get distracted, but it's just such a fun game. I'm actually yeah. enjoying it a lot on the PC. It looks good. It runs, definitely runs better. Yeah. I'm playing at 50 frames per second compared to 30, which is a nice boost. Um, and then it looks, you can tell the difference in the look. So. All right. What was your top, what was your number five one again? I was going to say, it sounds like most of your top five, except for Outer Worlds, are sequels. Which is an interesting year for that. It was mostly sequels that were killing it. Code Vein. Code Vein. Oh, no, so it wasn't. Three out of five were sequels. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I do remember when Code Vein came out. Code Vein came out. It was like, oh, this isn't getting the best reviews. Maybe I'll play it in a couple of years or whatever. But kind of glad that you bought it. That way I could play it because I like it. <laughs> it's such a weird game because if you go to Metacritic, do, it's I in the like 70s, it. which isn't bad. That's not right. Bad. To me, that's but, a coin flip. I might actually love it, or I might just think, yeah, that's 70. Yeah. So but then when 70s. you go read yeah. all these people's reviews that are giving it 70s and, and 80s, they all make it sound like it's an amazing game. So I'm like, I don't quite understand why you're giving it a lower score. I mean, yeah. I've said it already a thousand times. I think the game's fun, but I don't think it plays as good as yeah, I was, your I was going to say, is there some like quality of life aspects that aren't top? top tier like that needs some work one of the major complaints i remember and i do agree with it is that you're kind of like your your success in the in the boss battles a lot of times is determined by your ai partner okay so if your ai partner dies you're pretty much screwed right and so that's kind of dumb like while it's cool i've got some dumb bug flying around while it's kind of cool to have the ai partner there and they usually don't die right away, but when they do, it's kind of like, okay, I give up because you don't, unless it's a weak, weak boss, it's kind of pointless. Gotcha. So that is kind of dumb. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Mr. Freitas. Thanks, Derek, for that list. Oh, by the way, let me ask you this. This is kind of just putting, I'll put you on the spot too, Dan. Overall, uh, great, good, or average, or bad year for games? Um, me or Dan? For you, Derek. Um, based on the list you just gave us. Okay, so great would I would consider great would be like 2018, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm gonna put it in the good. So right okay. below great. So 2017 and 2018, pretty great, right? And then so yeah, we're not doing amazing like and then great. I don't know. You can do amazing. I don't care. I just, okay, just so give me an idea. I would say it's still a little like a little above good, like very good. Um, I think my issue with it is um, when I even when I look at my top three, I'm like, I love Borderlands 3 because it's fun. I don't think Borderlands 3 is even top five of my number one games. Like, it, it doesn't fit in the 
The Witcher 3, all my other game of the years, Dragon Age Inquisitions, are way better in Borderlands 3. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Like the, the previous years, there's always like that. two or three games that I'm like, these games are amazing. Dark Souls 3. This you year, love. it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Like, I was okay moving Resident Evil 2 out of that spot because I was like, as much as I love it, it is a remake. And. And then you've got the Outer Worlds, which I love, but I, I also can acknowledge it doesn't play that. Like, there's a lot of flaws in all these games. Yeah. Yeah, there's not that many that are like, whoa, instant classic masterpiece. There's not really any I of those. I don't feel like there was any. I don't think there was either. I think Outer Worlds is that. Outer Worlds took what... I think it's what... the best Fallout-type game. Well, that's what I, I mean. Know. It took Fallout and sort of what Bethesda was trying to do and, and sort of concentrated it where... It's more digestible, and the and the acting is excellent, and some good missions. Um, and like, I, yeah, you can play a hundred hours, you can play ten hours. Amazing, but I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's a classic. Like, it might I be the closest one. To the, it might be the one that's remembered the most from this year, like yeah. long term. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what about your list? Whether you got honorable mentions or just your top ten, what what were your ten favorites from last year as of right now? I don't um, know they might change later, but yeah, I'll give play. So I had Plague's Tale on here, and then I actually because I was playing Sekiro ah. um, earlier. Oh yeah, you just got that recently, right? Yeah, I got it for Christmas, so I am I am I think I'm far into it. I honestly don't know because I I checked um what is it the How to Beat website how or to How beat. Long to Beat or yeah. whatever, and it said like average was like twenty hours. But then when uh, I'm I like played 20 was... hours and only got to the third boss. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And like I was looking up a video because I got kind of lost. I was like, where the hell am I supposed to be even going next? Because that's kind of a thing with FromSoft. These Dark Soul Born, uh, Soulsborns games is like sometimes you just don't know where you're going. You have to backtrack to like a certain location, which then yeah. there's a new area. Um, yeah, that's true. And and the video overall was like seven and a half hours. So I don't know if the guy's like speed running it in that video. So I don't know. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 pretty great. So I, I did add that on there and I took off a of Plague's Tale. But Plague's Tale is story wise an excellent game for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I just think the potential for gameplay could have there could have been a bit more there. It was unique yeah. with like the sling. Like that whole thing mm-hmm. was cool and unique, but definitely could have expanded on that. Or yeah, agreed. Um, but number ten, I put Pokemon Shield because I thought nice. it was really fun. Nice. It was very linear, uh, but I mean, pretty much every Pokemon game is. Um, but that's what the uh, was it Wild Area yeah. is for, and then the DLCs coming out. Yeah. Um, they're both going to have new wild areas. This so is the first time doing real DLC for a game, isn't it? Well, yeah, because before they would either... I think do like last, a re-release of it. Yeah, they of. would be like a middle version, which would have some extra stuff, but it was a yes. whole new game. So you'd be spending whatever the DS games cost, 40 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, which in this case would have been a $60 if they released an, another, you know, an in-between game, another $60. And this is going to be $30 for two DLC packs. I mean, sure, they're about 12 years behind the times, but it's cool that they're doing it. Sure. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Game Freak. Yeah. yeah. They'll get there eventually. That, that is cool, though. I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah. Um, nine is Super Mario Maker 2. Nice. It's a fun game. It's you very guys can go play those Freitas levels if you, hadn't, if you haven't yeah, done that. Maybe on this episode in the comments, Dan, drop your... What is it like the code? Isn't there like a code to follow a person, not just for a map? 
right? You can, yeah, you can drop your code of, uh, for like kind of like your code for yeah. your account, so to speak, yeah, yeah. or your profile, and then you check that out in it. the comments. Daniel, Daniel, add it in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really. I'm just. I'm glad they put that on the Switch. I, I did kind of miss the using the Wii U pad and then having that be on the TV at the same time. I thought that was an excellent combination that they couldn't replicate on the Switch. Yeah, it's true. That's um, true. But like the Switch version is is the better version for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's so um, much they've added to it. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Uh, this is for you, Tim. Uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. Oh, you guys are sweet. <laughs> you guys it's are a, so sweet. A, it's a good game. It's just good. It's yeah. it's just good. Number eight. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, could use some some good work game, on the uh, just a bad Dragon Age. It game. can use some work on the on the <laughs> level. It's definitely a bad Dragon Age game. <laughs> Would uh, so order. let's say uh, we we hear from Respawn that in 2020. Two, they're going to release a sequel to this. You guys excited for that? To see what they do yeah. with it? Yes. Yeah, but I'll know going into it that they're. Not you know, your expectations are now set. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to do what I want. I mean, they might. You never know. They're yeah, not they might, they like, might make the changes well, that you right. want. Let me just make this argument though, because I think what honestly happened was, because uh, what what was the game that was being worked on before that, and then they canceled it. That thirteen thirteen. No, but there was something else. That that Amy Amy Hennig was uh, working like on the Uncharted one. I would yeah, think this game. Though. I thought this was it. I thought this was kind of like the it morphed into this, but I could be wrong. Well, it, maybe it morphed into this, but I, I I think that when Respawn took over and started making this game, I think that they definitely had way less time than they normally would have. If from the get go they're like Respawn, you're doing a Star Wars game. Here's four you know four years or five years or whatever. Yeah. Um. And also because Rise of Skywalker was coming out, I think they kind of wanted it to be around the same time. And Mandalorian on Disney Plus. I mean, it was a yes. Star Wars fall. Yes. Yeah. So I think with a sequel, we'll see potentially them flesh things out more yeah. and have more time to breathe more life into it. So. But know, I we'll still think that's that's respawns like level design. Like that's like. I'm only saying this because this is what Dan and I didn't like a lot. But, like, that's how they do their games. They did it in Titanfall. They're doing it here. They're going to keep doing it. Like, that's their thing. That's how that's, they do it. We'll that's see. how they design stuff. Maybe they flush. Maybe they do new things. Who knows? PlayStation well, kind of, 5. It would be interesting, though, if they decide, instead of taking more pages from the from software playbook, they're like, hey, let's, we loved what Outer Worlds did. Let's make it a little more like that, where you can now bounce yeah. from planet yes. to planet. And look. That's what well, they're trying got, to say. Like, Basically, oh, you have I'm not saying favorite. that I wish they did that. I'm just saying maybe that's what they'll do next. <laughs> well, well, either way, they would do it better. But Star Wars like is they terrible. Would have way better shooting. Star Wars is terrible. Yeah. Derek and I are correct. It's number eight of your year. It's not terrible. All right, go to number seven. All right, seven is Sekiro. Um, oh, it, cool. it wasn't even on there at all what until. What boss are you on? So I just, I, so I was literally, yeah, that's, I was about to say this last boss fight that I just did was like this, now it's on my list because that fight was insane and amazing and beautiful. Um, was it Genichiro? Which yeah, one? so you're at the so third, the, the third okay. main one. Uh, like up on the, uh, what is it, Ashina yeah, Castle? Yeah. yeah. And he has the two forms? Yeah. Dude, that was insane. <laughs> with the, uh, yeah. with the lightning and everything? Jesus. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was that was an amazing. I fought him fight. like five times, and I was like, "I'm not. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> brag, but I didn't die. I didn't die. So just saying. So you just brag. I do think with from <laughs> from software games and Souls type games, certain bosses get certain gamers way more than others. I've learned that because I remember yeah. when I played through Bloodborne, 
and I got to that guy in the cemetery, uh, Gastiglion, or however you say his name. Gaston. Mm-hmm. Every I remember people had talked about, I hate this guy. This is like 50 tries. I've been on my first try, and I never thought he was difficult. But that's yeah. just because no. I guess the way that I play games, I guess he was easy for me. But other bosses that I got stuck on and almost quit, people are like, wait, you're having trouble with that one? Right. It's so just I, the patterns, right? It's the patterns and certain yeah. gameplay style. Everyone plays a little different, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that that fight was insane. It th- that's what solidified it for me. I was like, oh, okay, I would that's... say though, if you beat him on the first try, that is good because I know yeah. what he throws at you. And yeah, well, the lightning not, thing, like... I was trying to learn because it it said beforehand like to counter how to counter it, and he hit me the first time with it, but then I I did deflect it back at him a second time. So, um, nice. yeah. All right, so number uh, six, Kingdom Hearts three. There it is. I was wondering where that was gonna land. Yeah, that would have been higher obviously because you know i'm a weeb and i love <laughs> japanese stuff trash. and square enix trash but like <laughs> i mean let's be honest like for the love of god just like let it die or just reboot it entirely stop you're gonna play that right? dlc it's out now right i don't know honestly tim i might just watch a video of it i, I just, heard it was terrible well i just heard that there was some extra boss fights and then there's just more lingering threads now like it's like just please well, stop like the boss fights just are stop. good but the story and how short it is is terrible that's too bad right but i'm just saying they're they're continue it's like they're still having some threads can it just let it go yeah. love yeah. go um so five is control nice because control was an excellent game yes there's it definitely was good. some some weirdness to it, but I th- that was the vibes. It was supposed to be like a David Lynch video game. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's X-Files, David Lynch. It's just a weird sci-fi. And they did a great job, and the gameplay's yeah. fun, but overall, it's not that great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I feel like you guys overhyped that game on our awards show way too much. Yeah, well, you overhyped your Kyle, Jeff. Uh No, I don't think so. I think Control is... Control and Outer Worlds will be the games that we remember from 2019. Yes. Um, Go keep going. Devil May Cry 5. A Return yeah. to Form. Excellent that game. game. That was a good it's game. Just, I miss games like this, like Animusha's and Devil May Cry's. Like, we need more Animusha. I'm very upset that it hasn't come back, but um, I'm glad that came back. I don't back. think the, the, the high-def remake, whatever they did, they didn't remake yeah. it. Remaster? I don't Remaster, think it did yeah. very good. No, I don't think it did either. And that's that's the that's the bummer because if it I did, I bought then... it. I didn't touch it, but I bought it to support it. But yeah, hmm. yeah, it's a shame. Um, number four, or no, wait, I did four. Number three, Death Stranding. Hmm. So many emotions. This is why I can't like. So many emotions. Why I cannot be friends with Daniel. So this Derek. is why Derek and Daniel couldn't truly partner up in their Star Wars battle. Because they still they still disagree on so many other things. They were well, like, we we agree on this one, but we can't quite partner up on this. Tim, so that was the, probably the funniest part. I'm like, this is the one time where you and I should be united, but hey! you. <laughs> yeah, You're well, you still see, an that's idiot. the problem. Look at him. Look at his dumb face and his dumb calves. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. No. Daniel's like, please just like me. And I'm like, no. When, hey, uh, when they put that. when they put Death Stranding on <laughs> PS Plus or something, I will finally play it. But until then, I'm not going to spend money Tim, on it. I but I'm glad you like it. I think what the issue is, is I have a soul and a heart, and Derek doesn't, so I have emotions. <laughs> I do have to say. And I, 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 I used to be more emotional. I'm not very emotional now. But right, I do well, have to say, sorry. like, I, I do roll my eyes when guys, and I'm in, like, this dad gaming group, 
when they're like, I cried at this ending. I cried at this. I cried. I'm like, you guys. But the crazy. rain, Derek. The, the rain. rain. Listen, I never said I cried. I said my eyes teared up a bit at towards the end. Okay, that's totally you fine. Yeah. Totally so that's you fine. were sobbing. Okay, got it. Listen. I'm just holding back because ep- you knew you get made. Do you remember that episode on an episode of Friends when uh, Chandler starts getting all emotional and he's yep. still reading what it was it Soup for the Soul or whatever? It is? That's, yep. Yeah, that's what happened to me playing this. Right? Yeah. Um. So number two is Outer Worlds. Mm. That game was excellent. You and it's yourself. it's the Go new ahead. standard that Bethesda needs to get the stick out of their butt and they need to follow suit. Yeah, and uh, you know, get off their high horse and whatever other insults I can hurl at Bethesda, because they th- this was not a good year for Bethesda. That no, hasn't been a good like last two years or yeah, no. since Fallout Four, right? So, uh, well, they're I think right, Dooms. Yeah. I think Dooms are last. Oh, the, I forgot that. Well, that's Doom. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Fallout seventy six is a travesty. So, so yeah. hopefully, Doom Eternal um, will kind of. Ooh, majorly hyped for that one. All right, what's number one? I'm excited. Well, I mean, I think you know. Uh, Tim, it was your favorite game, I think. Resident Evil 2, right? Oh, <laughs> there it is. There it is, yeah. So, yeah. it's. I mean, it's pretty much more than I could have imagined for a remake of that game. It was my first PlayStation 1 game. When I bought a PlayStation 1, that was the game that I got. Um, and it was terrifying. I was like, I don't even, I, w- I was like 13 playing that game. I probably shouldn't, re- I don't know. But, no. I was a little boy. I was scared. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, but if but, you, um, if Sasan had been your father, he would have been training you on that when you were four oh, years old. He would trains his sitting in his lap. Yeah. He trains yeah, his yeah. he trains his kids on these like crazy violent games at like age three, four, yeah. five. He doesn't care. This, no. His his kids are gonna be pretty tough. And if he heard me even mutter the word, I w- I'm scared. He would have beat me. <laughs> he just would have beat me senseless. So, um, but yeah, no. That, that overall, what how would you describe the year for gaming? Whether you use those words i gave to derek or not how would you describe it is well, if it... i'm gonna throw amazing as being like 10 out of 10 yeah, okay yeah amazing i think it was i think it was great because again there was de- there was definitely some there was a culmination of the kingdom Hearts series you know coming to an end even though obviously i have mixed feelings about that that's still an important moment um outer worlds is important i think because again like fallout 3 was like a such a huge moment last gen so now here we are with this other company sort of outclassing bethesda in that type of game so i think that's pretty important um resident evil 2 made it possible to for remakes to actually be meaningful and unique so i think that's pretty important too so okay i think there was some cool oh star wars an ex like a good star wars game good to excellent you know like we haven't for the first time in a long time yeah we had a good like single yeah. player Star Wars adventure, especially what happened with Battlefront Two, like that whole fiasco. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it had definitely been a long time since we had had a oh a Star Wars game that's really that's got an interesting story and has single player components that are good. Wow. Yeah. 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 So that's very good. Yeah, it's a great year. Yeah. I will say Battlefront Two single player was not bad. I enjoyed it. See, that's funny because I, I heard a lot of people couldn't stand, especially there's the one moment with the bugs. And a certain individual, they're like, "Really, you're just gonna make me fight bugs with this person?" I thought like it was this, so pretty this I didn't character. think it was amazing. <laughs> right, right. But I I'm thought just it saying. was decent. Yeah. I do, I do agree with you guys, and I will say this, and it's not a shot at anybody. I don't really care if people have a problem with my opinion with Star Wars, but I do think part of the this game is so amazing is because it is a Star Wars, but it's yes. also, but it's also 
a good Star Wars game. Right. So they're taking it to the next level. They're like, ah, that's and amazing. That's the thing. I wasn't. I'm, I'm not trying to bust anyone balls about Star Wars. I, I get why people love Star Wars, but I, I, like I wholeheartedly think with this game, it's getting extra points because it's Star Wars. I feel like if you remove the whole Star Wars thing, like removed, it just said this is a space game. It's if an it's action. a new IP. I think yeah. I probably like it. No, see, I think people. Were, see, I think people would have liked it less. I'm saying me, I probably sure. would have liked it more. And you could go, well, then you're just hating on Star Wars. Yeah. No, it's because of the arguments I made last week. I, I don't feel like it fits in the universe. One hundred percent disagree. I just did not feel like Star Wars to me, which is why I can tell you, if it weren't Star Wars, but it were the same exact game, I would have absolutely loved it just as much as I do love it. Because it didn't feel like it was a totally separate story, not unlike the. Um, not Solo. I hated Solo. But like Rogue One was a standalone story that didn't right. feel like Star Wars to me. It, it felt totally yeah, different. Yeah, but it's in that or, universe. Or even watching The Mandalorian does not feel like Star Wars. It feels more like Firefly. And I love it. And I absolutely hmm. love that show. So it doesn't bother me that it has Star Wars or if it didn't. I love that it does because I do like Star Wars. But right. So I, I think that argument, it's fair. and it, that's, that's fine. I just, it's not the case for me. All right. Right. Yeah. Here are my honorable mentions from 2019. Uh, I thought there were a lot of good games and a handful of great games and no amazing instant masterpiece games, but a few that hold promise to maybe if they have a sequel, they could step up their game and be a masterpiece. Like some examples, Star Wars, Outer Worlds, Control. I think those three have potential to be something really special with a sequel if they fix some of the things that I didn't love about them. So, but anyway, Resident we'll get an Evil Three remake. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say this again, but your argument about Star Wars I think applies 100% to Resident Evil. If it didn't say Resident Evil, you no, wouldn't love listen, it. Listen, if we All actually right. sat here and talked about it, I could disprove that, Timothy. Uh, you guys I'm already, not... you guys already gave me a good argument why it's good, and so I'm not going to. All right. So let, here's my here's my um, honorable mentions, in no particular order. Uh, that did not make my top 10, but were considered. Uh, Code Vein, really liked it a lot, but didn't play enough. I think I got like four or five hours into it. Really, really enjoy that game, but um, not quite enough to to call it a top 10. Because um, all of these had to go up against the game I had ranked at number 10, and none of them could beat it. So uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is one of those that I really enjoyed, um, having not really played, not having not at all finished the first two games, but played them a little bit and then watched a bunch of YouTube videos to catch up on the crazy story. Um, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, and I, I, I put, propelled me all the way through the end. It was a nice way to start last year, but um, yeah. didn't, didn't quite hold up as the year went on. The Division 2 I thought was a blast, an improvement over the first one. There's a lot that I really love about that game, and I, I hope that Ubisoft continues to support it, and I hope that someday they make a, an even better Division 3, but um, not quite enough to make my top 10. Super Mario Maker 2, so much fun. Uh, I highly recommend it to all Switch owners who like Mario games. It is the definitive way to play side-scrolling platforming Mario games. It's just so, so fun. Uh, and even if you don't like building levels, if you're like me and you're like, I don't want to create stuff, it's totally fine. You can spend dozens and dozens of hours playing some incredible levels others have created. Love it. And then the last one is one that Derek mentioned in his honorable mention, and that's The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is another honorable mention for me. But it's a remake, so I had trouble putting it too high. Um, all right, so those are my honorable mentions. There are a lot of other games that I would call good to great, um, but I won't go through all of them right now. I'll just go to number 10. So number 10 for me is Devil May Cry 5. Didn't expect to like this game as much as I did. When I played the demo, I thought it was fine. I remember Derek and I talked about the demo uh, 
I forget when the demo came out, but I remember Derek and I talked about it, and I just thought, it's fine, but I don't know if I love it. The demo of Devil May Cry 5 didn't hook me, but right. thankfully, like many of these games that I wasn't going to buy, Derek bought, and since we do game sharing, uh, and i got to give him a lot of credit for this, he he helps me to make sure that I play games that I normally wouldn't. And dude, I love Devil May Cry 5. I thought it was hilarious. Stylish. And, and campy in all the right ways, as I've said before. I thought it was fun. I thought it was challenging. I thought it was really cool. So I really enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, for me, this one's a little lower than it is for a lot of people, and I'll explain why. But The Outer Worlds, I put it number nine. Oof. I like, I really, really like The Outer Oof. Worlds. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. I haven't finished it yet. It's actually on my currently playing list. We'll talk about this as we close out the show with what you're playing now. I'm playing it now, and I, I just, I really struggle with the gameplay. I don't find the moment to moment as you're traveling through to get to different locations. Here's a little cluster of enemies you got to fight. I just don't find any of the combat fun. I've tried all, I've even tried respecking to like, let me try like long weapons. Let me try melee weapons. Let me try, you know, these different tactics. Let me try using my companions a little bit differently. And I just, I just don't have fun with the combat, but I like everything else about that game. I love the setting. I think the visuals are great. I think the decisions you make are so compelling and cool. So I like that game a lot. I really, really do. It's just down to number nine because I don't like the combat. And that was my problem with Fallout games too. Uh, number eight is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, very, I'm going to just copy what Derek said. If I had gotten farther in that game, especially if I had beaten that game, it might be higher, if not top game of the year. I really, really like it. I didn't even get past Madam Butterfly. So yeah, that's where I got stuck. That's where I got stuck. And I probably, I only tried like three or four times if I'm being totally honest. But if I had kept, if I had stuck with it, there's plenty of tactics, whether it was from Derek or things I read online, I probably could have powered my way through that I one. I mean, but. even some of the normal enemies, I'm like, why are you hitting me so many times? <laughs> like, I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah. but I, I love that game and the aesthetic and everything. We've talked about it a lot. I love it. Yeah. Um, number seven for me is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Did not expect to like a Call of Duty game ever again, if I'm being totally honest oh, yeah. with you. I didn't think I would ever like a Call of Duty game, but I love this campaign. I thought the campaign was amazing. Really, really fun and really surprisingly moving at times. Like, wow, they did a good job with this. And I, as Dan mentioned, and Dan Phillips also, who was on our Game of the Year show, both Dans, uh, I got surprisingly hooked by the multiplayer as well. Uh, some yeah. really cool stuff they did with multiplayer. So love that game. Yeah. And Shout I think it, that. Yeah. yeah, I think it is the prettiest game of the year too, personally. I just think it looks so good. Um, Gears 5 is number six for me. That one actually moved down a bit upon reevaluating everything, but it was a really tough call. Pretty much everything from six up to one, they all were vying for the number one spot for me. They are all, to me, in that... Um, almost amazing, but pretty much just great games. So these next six, it's almost a tie, but I had to order them. So Gears 5 is at number six. Love that game. It's the best Gears game there is, and I think they, as Derek and I made an argument for, I think they hit Uncharted-type levels with this entry. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, I actually started playing that a little bit more after our recordings and kind of confirmed how much I love that game, how good it is. So that's number five for me. Number four is Luigi's Mansion 3. I think that is an absolutely wow. charming and gorgeous and fun and really good game. I think it's I think it's so good. So and I and I is coming out in Tim right now. What's that? And then ten bots coming out in Tim <laughs> right now. This is as high, this is as bad as it gets for for today at least. Um, I think it's absolutely amazing. But I will say this: that's also coming from someone who liked the first two but never finished them because I kind of got bored with both of them after a little while. So I thought this was the best of the Luigi's Mansion games. People who have played all of them might look at it and say, it's good, but it doesn't do much new. 
I don't know. I thought it was I've a blast. Heard, honestly, and I'm talking outside of our group, I've heard nothing but amazing things about yeah. it. Yeah, it's a great yeah. game. I love it. And by the way, I did, since I got the cart version of it for Christmas for my kids, I finished it, passed it along to my boys who have a Switch downstairs. They just beat it uh, playing two-player the entire way through with Luigi and uh-huh. Luigi, and they love it. It's like their favorite game right now. They want to replay nice. it already, so... That, I think that helps me enjoy it, too, is knowing how much my whole family loves it, but whatever. All right, number three is a game that actually moved up upon going back and playing it just a little bit to remind myself what it felt like to play and really thinking through what they did with this game. It's Control. I think Control was one of the best games this year. I think it was unique. I think it had shortcomings. Like, every game this year, I think, had shortcomings. Nothing yeah. nothing quite hit anything perfectly. Control was totally unique. It was a really intriguing story and confusing. Derek's right. It's a confusing and wacky story. <laughs> but I think that actually, for me at least, helped its appeal to feel like I was watching X-Files or something crazy that I'm like, what is going on? And I don't know, yeah. but I want to figure it out. So I loved that aspect of it. And I thought the combat was an absolute blast. Um, so I really loved Control. Number two for me is really just because of story and setting. And that's A Plague Tale Innocence. Um, I personally i just for some reason i think that story how dark it is how real it feels just really hit home you guys are totally right everyone has talked about the gameplay is not amazing and what in the world no it's not as good as last of us and i don't even love the last of us gameplay as much as some games but of course it plays better than a plague tale but all that to be said i went into this expecting a telltale game and i got Mm -hmm. something much much better so yeah and the story delivered. So I, I loved that game. Is really it kind of took me back to when I played the Walking Dead from Telltale for the first time. I was like, what is this? This is so intriguing. So I loved it. And number one for me, of course, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen sure. Order. Sure. Uh, yes, this game is of course not perfect. I'm looking forward to see what Respawn does in the same way I'm looking forward to see what Guerrilla Games does with Horizon, because Horizon was amazing and had some pretty significant moments that I was like, ooh, I hope they fix that next time. You know, whether it was side characters or certain facial animations that at times were great and at times were, yeah, certain elements just weren't amazing. You know, the way that she climbs, it's unfortunate for them that it came out right when Zelda did because because the climbing was really bad. But and you had to do it a lot. That's the problem. I only criticize it. But anyway, we're not talking about Horizon. We're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars had plenty of uh, little flaws here and there that didn't take away from my personal experience of it. But I think anyone who anyone who scores it between a 7.5 and a 9. I think that's a fair score depending on how much you personally invest in the story and the gameplay. For me, it lands at a nine. I think it was really great. And with some tweaking, I think uh, with a few little visual changes here and there, a better lead character, as much as I did enjoy the story, I, I just think they could they could do some really special things uh, with that series if they continue. So Make him not run funny. He runs a little funny. He does run a little funny. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. He's not as bad as Greedfall. <laughs> He's not as bad as Greedfall. Um, you know, making it more RPG-like, perhaps. There's a whole bunch of things they could do. Uh, fast travel. I mean, they had these little meditation circles. Yeah. And for some reason, not including fast travel in those, I think, was a major misstep uh, with how much they want you to go back and re-explore. I bet you the game goes up, like, I gave it, like, an 8, 8.5. I probably put it at, a, like, a 9.5 if they let me get to the end of a level and then fast travel back to my ship. If I, they included fast travel with those meditation circles, yeah. yeah. trying to get back to my ship and reading the map and remembering all these stupid, you might not have noticed level design if they didn't make you retra- retraverse it. So I, all wouldn't of... have. I, I didn't have a problem going from a to B. It was going yeah. from B back to a that I was fast like, travel was a miss. Broken. And I think, well, 
I think there was a couple of sections it. though where you on the way back things happened, right? That's, that's that, true. There's that one sequence where you get where that guy is uh, with the jetpack, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's ways you can get around that they if you still need to trigger a scene. But... Cleaner. I will say, and we've talked about this game way too much, but the last three <laughs> chapters, three levels or whatever. Yeah. The way they did it felt more gamey, like more like, hey, get to this, watch a, a cutscene, and then get you back to the ship real quick. Whereas the first few uh, worlds that I went to, it felt like get to that thing, get the cutscene, and then find your way back. And it sure. was that was where I got annoyed. Sure. Um, I actually wouldn't be opposed to them having a game where you are the bad guys tracking down the Jedi. You know, a la. Um, and I shouldn't say bad guys necessarily, Force but think of, think of us. Oh yeah. I guess Force least you could do that. Um, Assassin's Creed Rogue, you got to be a Templar who was sure. tracking down assassins. And I thought that was cool. So anyway, yeah. Star right. Killer was going after Jedi's, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. So those are the three of our favorite games from the year. Overall, I would call this a good year for games. It is, it was one that had for certain people in certain genres, it might have had one of your favorite games this gen, possibly. But I think for the most part, no one's going to call a game that came out in 2019 the best of the gen overall. I don't think so. Or even the best of a franchise necessarily. Maybe Gears 4 or Gears 5 could fall on that. Yeah, but, that's about it. Um, anyway, all of them had enough flaws or enough of, oh, I wish they would have dot, 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 that I think um, it was a good year for games. And I think that's there's nothing wrong with that. To me, it, it reminds me a lot of 2016 where we had – a handful of games, your Uncharted 4s, Doom, uh, for some folks like Dark Souls 3, some really, really, really good games, maybe really great games, but I don't think any of them are kind of universally loved and instant masterpieces across large groups of people. So anyway. I'd throw out there that, um, and it's weird because it's a remake, so I don't know if that technically cancels it out, but I, I think Resident Evil 2 Remake is the best in its franchise. That's fair. Yeah, that could yeah. be, and maybe that'll stay true when RE3 comes out. Who knows? I still yeah. think Seven's the best. Yeah. And See, I, I like third person first more. Person. Yeah, I, I was gonna say third person yeah. too, but I think I think Seven was just the best. Yeah. The know. only two RE games I've completed were Four and Seven. They're both That's, good. I mean, both, Four well, annoyed seven, me. Four went way too long. It was stupid. Seven has like a good part. But, Four ooh. starts out amazing <laughs> and then just falls off, which I I have to say I feel like a lot of Resident Evil games do that. If they remake, they always Four, set you in the best yeah. part of the game in the beginning, yeah, yeah. and then they always go to some yeah that village stuff at the beginning with lab or some yeah, yeah, dumb yeah. crap at the end. You're like, yeah. oh, if yeah, by remake, the end you're just fighting a big giant monstrosity, right? And just unloading into it. I really yeah. wish they would bring it back down to what Resident Evil One was. Well, I'm wondering if that's what they're doing with these remakes. If they're gonna maybe sort of like retcon some of the later stuff that happens and like. Just from three maybe yeah, going to four and then something new i don't know yeah but. they definitely could yeah because five's where they really changed all yeah. right well you've heard our picks for best of the year and one thing that we asked everyone listening and everyone in our facebook group uh, to do was to vote and we did get a lot of people voting so thank you all who voted and uh so i want i got those results right here so i'll read them off to you by a lot tim means three we had four <laughs> that's why it was a lot four Ooh, people I'm voted <laughs> no, we Only had uh, two of them will watch to see the results. It was us three and Sasan. We had a we had a surprising number. The number of people that vote every year has gone up every year, so it's been cool. Um, all right, so number one for best combat, that was the the people 
selected these. And that the winner for that was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order with a very close second place of Borderlands 3 for best combat okay. of the year. Uh, best story, um, even though we did have a good number of people voting, uh, there's still a tie for best story between Star Wars and A Plague Tale. Um, third place, and it was not very close, but third and fourth place were Death Stranding and then Gears 5 got fourth place. So that was for best story. Best visuals by far was Death Stranding. That wasn't super close. A distant second was Call of Duty, which was one that I picked, but I didn't play Death Stranding. So. Sounds right. Sounds about right. Yeah, from what I've heard you guys say about it, it does sound like a pretty game. Uh, best open world and exploration. This is this one is so weird to me. I wonder if people who voted knew what this category is supposed to be. Because I loved our debate on this topic, by the way. I thought it was a really interesting one as we thought through what does it mean to explore and all that kind of stuff. But the winner was Star Wars. Oh, for God's sakes. Which I'm not sure even <laughs> I agree with that, that it was the best exploration in open, even areas of the world. Uh, of the year. It was Dan Phillips and all of them talked about how I, it, I loved it definitely it. has the Vania. But that was my number one game of the year, and I don't even think it was the best exploration of the year. And even though I really did like that part, I think something like Outer Worlds was, was way better. But anyway, uh, second place tie between Outer Worlds, thankfully, and Anthem. Wow. <laughs> I'm not There's kidding. A lot of All people right. that do not talk in our group that voted on that. I was like, <laughs> what? How did that? Yeah. Anyway. Sure, All right. Best sure. music and audio was without a doubt Kingdom Hearts 3. And that was yes. not close either. Yes. A distant second was Star Wars Jedi, um, which I did like the music there too. But the Kingdom Hearts 3 music was indeed fantastic. And the audio Absolutely. was great too. Absolutely. Um, best action game went to Borderlands 3. Uh, second place uh, went to Star Wars. Best RPG was Borderlands 3. Second place went to Outer Worlds, and then third place was Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem was my pick for that one, for best RPG. Outer Worlds would be my pick for RPG. That was my second place. Um, uh, best Adventure Game, which I did, we didn't really define, but it was more like when you think of an adventure game, like which game do you feel like gave you the best adventure? I try not to explain it too much, uh, but A Plague Tale Innocence won that one, and second place was Luigi's Mansion 3 for Adventure Game. And I think that... I would classify that as an adventure puzzle I game. Know. I would pick something like Star Wars or Control for something like that. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that either. Um, best indie game. I made a mistake when I first put this up. When most of the votes came in, uh, I made it mandatory, which I didn't mean to because I knew that some people hadn't played these indie games. So most people have heard Untitled Goose Game talked about so much, they just picked it because they had to pick <laughs> something. So that game won, and it wasn't really close. Uh, After yeah. Party came in second place. Um, and then lastly, really stupid, by the way. lastly, best overall game, third place went to Outer Worlds, second place went to Borderlands 3, first place went to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from our community. So there you go. The people have spoken. I mean, their opinions aren't as important as ours, but no. I thought I'd I mean, share their, them anyway. Their opinions don't even make sense sometimes, so that's fine. <laughs> it's always oh, interesting to get the overall group feel. I, there was a lot I of love for love Borderlands this. 3 uh, in the voting. The Borderlands 3, even that's in the categories cool. that didn't win, people still voted it up high. I, mean, I think it... I think- I think it's cute that people think that Borderlands is even an RPG. I mean, that's interesting to me. That's fine. I'd classify it as. Oh, to be fair, I should have said this. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, I did say RPG or RPG hybrid. And so there was a really wide okay. range of games that were right. in there. Fair but enough. I think Borderlands 3 is an RPG. 
I call it a first-person shooter with RPG elements. That's fair. Yeah, but I'm very specific. That's. But I, I think, think it's so. very. It's a relatively deep RPG. Tons oh, of skills. You're a snob, Freitas. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have half-naked Japanese girls, so it's not a real. Are you, are you criticizing him for that? I don't understand. <laughs> I was gonna say, who's playing Code Vein? Uh, All right, so that puts a bow on our 2019 sure. discussion for the most part. I think uh, the more we talk about that down the line, it might be revisiting games we finally get to from 2019 that we skipped. Or potentially if we get to some sort of ranking the best years in gaming. Um, I don't think that one's going to make it super far in any kind of tournament if we did that. But there you go. 2019 overall, at very least, a good, if not great, year for games for a lot of people. So, all right. We got some questions from our listeners and from our Facebook group members that I wanted to throw your guys' way and uh, just see what you thought about these. Are any of them actually serious? Yes. (laughs) But some I sprinkled in some. Unique. I sprinkled in some that were less than serious. So here some we go. Some are unique. Here we go. All right. Mario asks, "What's the most you guys would pay for next-gen consoles?" Dan, I'll start uh, with you with the PS5. Yeah, let's start with Dan. Let's Dan, start. what would you pay for a PS5 at the most? So are we just looking at this as one skew, right? One system, not like multiple. Yeah, yeah. For this question, for this question, you've got one version of PS5. How much would you pay for it? Let's say it's exactly what you want to. It's everything you want the PS5 to be. What's go. the max that you would pay for I'd it? I'd be willing to spend 600 Okay. Okay. Derek, what about you? For the, for the Xbox Series X, it's got everything you want. What would you pay for it? Limitless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm getting it. I'll Bypassing. Bypassing. I will, I will say $600. i am actually expecting the PS5 and... and the sex to be about 500 but i i will pay 600 is this a new acronym all of a sudden i saw the jesse sex. white say it the other day because it's, it's the series x and so you just take no, the I, s yeah, and then lowercase i get it but oh no it's definitely one of our group's favorites <laughs> uh for me i'm on the 500 range i think if they're more than 500 day one i will wait to see but i will not make my decision before i know exactly what games will be available there that i wouldn't get to play on my xbox one x which i'm still very happy with yeah. Or my PS4, which when I want to play a PS4 exclusive, I'm happy with. But here's the here's the rub. When it comes to the PS5, uh, and they inevitably have their Ghost of Tsushima game version of that game, will I yeah. love that game enough to be like, oh my gosh, I got to play this in, on the next gen I system? Also, you know, I think so, you, I think you will too. I might. I might. I think a big thing for me too. Um, don't get me wrong. I plan on getting both these day one. I already started trading stuff in. I've got almost six hundred dollars in trading credit at GameStop. But my thing is, is if if Sony brings their um, most of their uh, uh, IP to PC, like I'm gonna want it on PC probably more than. PS5. Unless PS5 really can get better than my PC, I would want their stuff. So it's becoming like more just buying them for convenience and just to own them because I'm on a gaming. I don't think PS PS or PlayStation is going to do that though. They'll do it with a few games like Horizon, which I think will happen. I think they're doing them later, right? I think they'll do God of War at some point on PC. But again, I think these are going to be like years down the road. Like here's the PC version. Uh, except for something like Death Stranding, of course, which I think uh, they I, I don't think it about. could be years, maybe a year. I, I mean, Horizon was three wait, years ago, I don't right? Think, yeah, but I don't. I think it would be really stupid to be like six years after these games are released. Hey guys, sixty dollars buy this PC version. Like, yeah. We're gonna value now. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, even that year difference, for the most part, I want to be part of the conversation earlier. 
Uh, by the way, quick side note before we get back to the other questions. You mentioned PC. Um, so I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to look to see what it would cost. If I have to start saving up money over the next couple of years, if I wanted to get a PC, what would it actually cost me? I can't find any scenario where I would get a PC that's that much better than my Xbox One <laughs> X without spending like $1,300 easy, if not more, to get a full-on nice strong console or laptop for that matter and a sweet monitor that will reflect what I'm powering with this machine. I'm going to be easily well, spending 13 dollars you don't need to buy a monitor. I'm, plug it I'm to your right TV. now on my my big screen and it works flawless okay it fair works even best. without the monitor though i think i'm gonna be spending a lot of money like well yeah. over a thousand probably so it's not a fear of pc gaming because i've done a lot of pc gaming i've played a lot of mmos tons of rts's i have like 150 games on my steam account like i was into pc gaming but when that one died and i looked at replacing it it was going to cost me an arm and a leg at that point we had kids it wasn't going to happen so for me, that's why I stay away from PC gaming for now. No, it's understand. enticing. It's intriguing. There's something really cool about knowing you you could have the best version of these multi-platform games. I love that. But, dude, that's so much money. That's so much money. I mean, I paid 1800 for mine, and the only reason why I did it is because I had, and I shared it on the show, $1,100 in GameStop credit. So I bought it through GameStop, and I paid 700 bucks, you know, cash for this pc do i regret it absolutely not i absolutely love it and that's why i made the joke you know buying another pc even, yeah i might just buy another pc but more than likely i'm just gonna buy both the consoles big. yeah now that now that star wars talk is over dan and i are back on the same team about your pc business okay <laughs> we're back on the same side okay. have you noticed i'm always just on the outside I'm on the outside. Oh, just with this Derek, top no. Hat. Just with this top hat, his monocle, you know. Where's you do look a little more sad than usual sitting on the couch, a little slumped <laughs> down, a little sad, a little sad. Yeah. All right, so Greg asks us, other than gaming, what are some of our geeky hobbies? Geeky hobbies? So I'll, I'll name that. I'll go with that one first. I am a pretty big uh, college football geek. And not just like, oh, I'm a fan. I watch on Saturdays. Like I have a subscription to 24/7 recruiting. I'm always I follow all the key key reporters on Twitter because I want to get the latest on who's recruiting who out of what state. And I really really get into college football, mm-hmm. and uh, I love the NCAA games. I'm not kidding when I say that's the one. Fr- What's the one franchise I want to come back is NCAA because that was a combination of my sports fix and honestly kind of RPG strategy fix all at once. It was all of it. I just, I love college football so much. So that's, wasn't that one of our questions? Somebody asked. Yeah. I kind of spoiled what my answer to that one's going to be. But anyway, that is by far one of the things I'm most geeky about. There's other things I'm geeky about TV shows and whatnot, but I would say college football other than video games. What about you guys? Um, I mean, I don't know if it's like, it's I run, but I don't know if that's geeky. Okay, but you could say. be geeky about it. So, like, are you into, like, here's exactly the kind of shoes you have to get, and you, like, really oh, study no, the... No. Okay, all right. Then you're not geeky about I'm it. I'm in the clothes. I love yeah. shopping for Tight clothes. Tight clothes, right? Yeah. I think that's why. I love I, I like love shopping at the uh, youth's section for uh, 13-year-old <laughs> girl jeans. <laughs> I mean, I used to be like Tim. I was totally a college football nerd. And I think a lot of it is, yeah, I've gotten older, so I just don't care as much. But I really think it's just Michigan being average. I think if Michigan ever got to a place where they were top three to five every year, had a shot at the national championship, 
I'd probably get hardcore again, but I'm not I'm not lying. The only thing my parents would punish me when I was younger was they would take Michigan football away from me and <laughs> I would be depressed for months if we lost because back then Michigan didn't lose as much. So when they lost it was devastating. And so, but by the way, Derek, as a Michigan fan, you should listen. I've talked about this podcast before. By the way, I'm kind of a podcast geek too. But I listened to this podcast called Sports Wars. They just did one on Brady versus Manning. And the first few episodes really details Brady's time at Michigan, which is really interesting to hear that part I of it. I know everything that he did there. Yeah. So that was, a, it was just interesting to hear. He wasn't that special. He was, he was right. not. He actually had to really fight for it. And even then, barely got daylight on the field. Drew, but, Drew Henson was the main dude there. Yep. You got it. Um, Dan, what about you? What are what's something else outside of gaming that you're geeky about? Well, I'll take this very literal. Uh, something geeky, uh, anime. Yeah, man. Super into anime. Um, I just don't watch it nearly as much as I used to because there's just so many games and game video games is my primary hobby. Yeah. So, um, once in a blue moon, when there is a lull, then I'll I'll uh watch uh more recently my friend finally convinced me to watch one piece just because i was like dude there's like 800 episodes i don't want to get into this i'm not do-. and then i just did it so <laughs> but but at least now they're kind of saying that there's an ending like there's somewhat of an ending approaching like we're getting there so i'm like all right you know what i'm sure by the time i catch up then it'll hopefully be over and then i can actually say that i'll finish it along with everybody so yeah but yeah, yeah. i'm super into anime Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Gundam Wing. Oh, yeah. Did you play Kakarot? No, I, Kakarot. I do want to play it, but I heard it's like 30, 40 hours, and I'm like, I don't have time for that I right heard now. It's, I heard it's a pretty in-depth game. <laughs> but I do want to play it, so. All right, so Alan asks us, is cereal a soup? No, absolutely not. Next. Right. Also, Definitely. hot dogs. Hot dogs not a sandwich. Hot Next. dogs are not a sandwich. All right. Yeah, tell Next. Alan to shut up. <laughs> Like, did, did, does anybody Alan, know if you're though? watching the YouTube? I'm giving you that. But, I don't know if he was doing that because it was a, it was a kind of funny thing. I remember back in the day when kind of funny was actually good and Colin was on there. Um, they talk about cereal one, being soup. Well, that and, and the hot dog being a sandwich. No. And I was just like, people seriously don't understand how things work. Hot dog isn't a sandwich. It's in a category of its own. It's right. Yeah. It's a hot dog. Like being right, sandwiched so... in between two things is what makes it a sandwich. It's being wedged in between, you know. Oh my God, it's you're different. getting into the science. <laughs> all right. So uh, Robert asks us of all the PS5 and Xbox Series X rumors that you've heard, which do you think is most likely to be true or which one's most likely to be BS? If you've got any off the top of your head that you know of, what are some of the rumors around these systems? What do you think is likely to be true? Um, well, ray tracing. Well, they've kind of con- well, if they confirmed that, right? Have they? I don't the, know if they've confirmed I, anything. They've I just think said PlayStation super I, powerful. Well, I thought Sony confirmed that, and then the uh, solid state drive because they, they had that um that presentation that they oh, showed they did. with they the did. Spider-Man with yes. Spider-Man. So I don't know if ray oh, tracing was part of that, but I think they mentioned it. But I know there was an article too that I forget one of the execs did with like a tech magazine, and I think they mentioned ray tracing, but I could be wrong. Um. One that I think is complete BS, at least at launch, is I don't think there's going to be multiple SKUs of the Xbox Series X at launch. Mm. There could be, but my personal take on it is not only is there won't be, but also that would be kind of dumb if they did. That'd be really dumb because so unless the SKUs are like 
one comes with a VR. I, I know they don't have VR. I'm just using an example like right. that. But I'm I don't think you come out and say here's a more powerful and less powerful. Yeah. yeah. That well, be, what they could do is one is a regular one. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, so hard drive, but like diskless, so just uh, downloading games versus one that you can insert the games into. I mean, if that could, if that dangerous. justifies like a, it would have to be at least a hundred, if not hundred and fifty dollar difference for that right. to be. That and you're getting into the danger zone of uh, your retailers won't want to really sell that. I know they oh, sell right. the discless ones now, but I'm yeah. saying. They're going to want, especially in the beginning of the the gen switch where people are buying the consoles, buying games, they're going to want them to buy hard copies. For as long as systems are taking discs, retailers want them to have that version. But But that's a good call. I didn't think about the – I didn't think about that uh, Xbox One S – uh, discless version that they have, which I bought for my son for Christmas. I think it was very successful though. It was very, very cheap at – we're getting further into that sort of at that place of we're getting closer mainly yeah, yeah. and yeah, GameStop's I'm, not I'm sticking like around 90, much longer yeah i'm like 98 percent digital two percent is me buying switch games and then every once in a while if i don't want like if a digital game is 40 and i can get it for 15 dollars at GameStop, i'm gonna buy it for 15 yeah. well GameStop's not gonna be around uh, much here's longer here's a good so. example crash team racing 15 dollars I would say for the games that I'm more hyped like about, I'm more likely to online. I'm more Even likely to buy the. It was like on sale. It was like twenty five or thirty bucks. It was I'm more like, likely to buy a digital version for a game I'm hyped for, because mm-hmm. I want it right away. And I don't know. I, that's just the way I currently shop for games. Yeah. If I, if it's one that I don't care as much about, and maybe it's on clear on the Target clearance rack or GameStop clearance or something. But anyway, See, that's, all right. That's funny. I'm the complete opposite. You do if you're hyped for it, you want the hard copy of it. Well, because it's like almost kind of like a collector's thing. I'm I'm old school like that. Okay, know? well that's that's fair. So I yeah. I bought the physical version of The Witcher Three for Switch because I loved yeah. the packaging and the yeah, extras yeah, yeah, they yeah. included in there. Yeah. Because I that is, by the way, we probably need to revisit at some point our top games of all time because that game. The more I dove into it in the Switch version again, I was like, is this my favorite game ever? It might yeah. be. I don't know. Well, again, I haven't played the DLC, so I need to. It might actually be. Play so anyway, we can get that that another time. All yeah. right. So uh, Jesse asks us, what's a game that is not critically acclaimed, maybe even got panned, but you love, and it has to be from this gen of gaming. So that's since 20, 2013, 2014, and on. Mm, that's kind of. Andromeda. Mass Effect and Drone. That did oh, get panned by critics, I didn't really it? I really don't understand all the hate. Like, I, even I love people that. are like, it doesn't have the story and characters like the pre. I actually liked it better than so the I. previous trilogy. I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't get it. I don't get that. Um, that's kind of, I have to. I'd have to think. I'm gonna check my trophies list because nothing's coming to mind. Of um, games that weren't totally loved, maybe, but you really loved. Yeah. I'd have to take a look here. Why don't you go, Timothy? <laughs> um, so Mass Effect Andromeda is certainly in that conversation for me. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot of other ones. I only like stuff that other people like. So <laughs> Greedfall, right? You wanted to say Greedfall. No, not Greedfall. <laughs> Sorry. You know, Actually, for me, it's probably going to be some smaller games that I got hooked on that really have no business being in a top 10 objectively, but I just got hooked on them. So it's yeah. going to be... It's going to be smaller games, stuff like I've talked about it a lot, things like Tiny Metal, which is a complete Japanese ripoff of Advance Wars. 
like a Japanese developers ripoff of Advance Wars. So it'd be it'd be something like that probably mm-hmm. that I really loved this gen, but critics didn't generally love. But um, I think I think Mass Effect Andromeda is the answer. I honestly think that's the one because it got yeah I think so unfairly criticized. Uh, and got a lot of hate. People, I've even heard it as the punchline for jokes on other podcasts. They'll be like, "Not yeah. as bad as Andromeda, though, right?" And they all laugh, and I'm like, "And now the now it's Anthem, a bad right? game." Um, so yeah, it's it's probably that. Yeah, I'd say I, so. I, I didn't love it, but I would pick Oninaki. Like, I definitely liked it more than I think most critics probably did. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be my pick. All right. Um, so I, I, when I saw this question, I looked back at my favorite games of the year for the last, uh, five years, including 2013, 2014, my favorite games, even favorite top three games were all pretty critically well received as well. You know, like 8.0s and above. So there isn't really Mass Effect Andromeda is the I'm one. I'm curious what the Metacritic is for Andromeda. I don't, I don't remember it. I think it's just 70 something maybe you know a game that came to mind from this past year was something like crackdown 3 but i can't objectively say that it's above a 7 and it got a 60 something on metacritic so it's not like i really disagree that much i just like it a little more than a lot of people did um all right a couple more questions here what's one franchise you would bring back from the dead for me i already mentioned mine that's ncaa without a doubt it's not even close ncaa um, the only other one I would mention, though, since we already talked about football, would be the Suikoden series from Konami. Oh, uh, yeah. Even if it just got resurrected in the form of like a legacy collection on all platforms, like I would lose my mind if they well, did that. Tim, Konami doesn't care about what you want or what anyone wants. So. But they do legacy <laughs> collections. That's why in the back of my mind, I've got a little bit of hope that they've done Castlevania. They've done sure. Contra, I think, was Konami, wasn't it? So. Yeah. So they've done some legacy collections, and I know these are much different games. I, I get it, but if for whatever yeah. reason they gave us Suikoden one through six on the Switch, I would probably lose my mind. So that'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be crazy. But I those have are the three of them. Two. So what's a franchise for you, Derek, or multiple franchises? I have three of them. The first have... one would be the Order eighteen eighty six. I want a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I want it done differently. That one's one where it's like I loved it, but it needs to be a different game. Like somebody else needs to take over it and just take what they have in that lore and that world and just make it a better game. And by the um, way, even in 2019, those visuals are still some of the best visuals oh, I've yeah. ever seen. That it's a really gorgeous. good game. Yeah. Um, and then I want another Knights of the Old Republic. Obviously, they'd have to remake it kind of like uh, Square's mm-hmm. doing with Final Fantasy VII. They'd have there to is a rumor it. that they're doing that. Well, that they're remastering it. I want them to okay. like redo everything. Sure. Yeah. And then, um, damn it. Oh, Twisted Metal. I want my Twisted Metal back. Do you want Jaffe to do it? <laughs> I do prefer Jaffe, Jaffe. Although I will say the last Twisted Metal that he worked on on the PS3, while fun to play, I think he screwed up a lot of things about it, too. Sure. But mm-hmm. I do think Jaffe is the guy to, to make those games. He's the, he has the appropriate sense of humor. Yes. He's just an idiot, though. Dan, what sure. would you bring back uh, from the dead? So two of them. Onimusha, yeah. Yeah. because it just needs to happen. Would you want it to be Onimusha 4 and they keep going, or you wanted them just to start over, kind of God of War style, and it's just Onimusha? Well, technically, there is a 4. Oh. What was it? Dawn of Dreams? Was it oh, called? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. But, like, it, 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 so it wasn't the same. Like, it was a sequel, but it was, like, a new protagonist, and there was some other additional characters, and it took place after 3. 
Um, but like Semenosuke wasn't in it and stuff like that. So, so technically, if yeah, four or five or whatever, yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other one would be Super Mario RPG. For Ooh. the love of God, give me a sequel to that and game. And not the Mario and Luigi games. Like You want no. an actual Super Nintendo sequel. Yes. With Mallow and Gino. Bring Gino. me the whole crew. Yeah, Bowser in there being a good guy, throwing yep. his chain chomp. Like, yep. Yeah, I just I need a sequel to that. All right, Absolutely. so I did look up Mass Effect Andromeda, and Tim was right. It's in the 70s. Like, it's 71 for PS4, 76 for Xbox. I still think that's underrating it. Well, here's the funny thing. So I went to all of them, PC, Xbox, and PS4, and all the user scores are under a, f- a five. Oh, all of them. So it's 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 not games media. Like, yes, I still think they scored it low, but it's gamers just being yeah. idiots, entitled well. idiots, not playing the game. <laughs> I mean, it was a spectacular game. I don't. I thought it, it was so fun. By the way, for those of you who haven't played it, you can get it for so cheap, and you don't have to have played the other games. It can be helpful for certain references in certain moments, but you can 100% jump into Andromeda and play it start to well, finish, like I did, without having finished the previous trilogy, and have a blast. And can I, I ask I, you guys? Um, so two is probably the best one of the, of the original three, right? It's the one that's considered the best. It's, it's actually best my people. least favorite of them. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say most people like two the most, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the issue probably is because of the fiasco of how it ended to begin with, that trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And then this one definitely wasn't on par with any of them in their eyes and definitely not two. I think people just like are demanding mass effect to be at that level. It's entitlement. Yeah. yeah it's, they so. want things their way. I thought they, they were trying to kind of reboot it a little bit. Like let's get away from that thread, that storyline thread. Yeah. They introduced you to new races and a new villain with a new, you know, well, objective. And to to I like provide that. proper context. A lot of these scores, I can't say for users, users are retarded, but a lot of the Metacritic, like, <laughs> Uh, mature like not mature media scores those were when the game launched and it did launch a little rough like it had technical issues right and so it was knocked for that i do think when you look at character story gameplay the worlds all that it's an eight and above probably even on media side in the context of mass effect yeah but the users are ridiculous all right last question Last question from, comes from uh, a user named Tim. He wants to know from Derek and Dan, why do you both hate fun? <laughs> Just kidding. If I was going to say, you should have... If uh, it's not Dragon Age, we... You, know, <laughs> you should have asked Jesse's other question is, uh, why is Derek Teague such a tool? <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone in the group did ask us which of the three of us is horniest, but I don't think that's even close. Yeah, that was... Uh, Clearly, yeah. that's Teague. That was, oh, stop, stop, stop. that was Gaston. Stop, stop, stop. That was Gaston. That was Gaston, yeah. And I think yeah. we all know the answer to that. <laughs> we, we definitely do. He just wants to keep trucking. I don't, and, yeah. I don't think you guys can say what I said. I responded. You I definitely mean, we can. We're just I already have to. one thing to bleep out. Please don't give me another one. All right. <laughs> um, all right, so let's wrap things up with some things we're playing, and then we'll get out of here. I'll just give you a quick overview of what I'm playing. I downloaded the demo for uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which is quite a mouthful of a what name. What Yep, but it's uh, it's sadly between this and Animal Crossing, I think these are kind of the marquee spring releases for the Switch as far as like the big name IPs that they're anyway. And I'm not that excited for either one, but I downloaded the demo. It's fine. 
um it's it's okay it's very cutesy and very kid friendly um it's a remaster right it is yeah it's a remake the art style is really cool yeah um it does look really pretty so there's a demo if you want to go give it a shot uh basically the the gist is that you've got these uh randomly not randomly uh, procedurally generated dungeons that you go through and there's these you you answer a series of questions almost like ogre battle at the beginning about like what you would do in certain scenarios and then they assign you a pokemon they think you should be then you pick your partner and the two of you form a rescue team and you take these little missions and go into dungeons and try to either rescue someone or retrieve a thing or whatever else. So, and the way you move around, it's on a grid and you can move left, right, up and down or diagonal in any four of those four directions. And every time you move, it's considered a turn. So when you move, the enemy could move or attack that kind of thing. It's like a strategy game, right? It's a little bit more strategy than I kind of anticipated. So yeah, yeah. but it's also very easy, very simplistic. Mm. Um, but you level up. It's got some RP. It's you know, it's a little RPG game. So there you go. So I've, I'm trying that one out. Um, I'm playing a lot of Stranger Things three. The game. Uh, it was for sale for five bucks. This this game did not get great reviews, and so I wrote it off immediately. Big fan of the show. I think this the show on Netflix is very stylish and cool and unique and wacky, and yeah. I just really really enjoy it. So I downloaded it. It was only five bucks, and I'm surprisingly having a lot of fun. And yeah, there some of the stuff about it is obtuse. But for the most part, it's got a pretty generic, uh, isometric gameplay. You've got, I think there's 12 characters you can quickly cycle through. Think about like the Lego Star Wars games where you can just quick, quickly hit one of your triggers to switch to another character. And then now you can use their powers. So it's got a similar vibe to that as far as character swapping. Um, anyway, it's not amazing, but boy, am I having fun with it. Uh, for I, played a little... the, um, I played the second one on on the phone when it came out. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's definitely like an old 8-bit so, or yeah. Yeah, kind of open, kind of open world, right? It's like it is, it is. You kind of you have these, there's kind of a world map, and you pick a space, and that's like an open area. You can go and explore, and there's secrets and it's like Metroidvania. Um, it's you do not level up. You you can't equip these trinkets to kind of upgrade certain stats of certain characters. So there's mm-hmm. you know very 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 mild RPG elements. You can craft some items, but um, otherwise it's just kind of an old school arcade style throwback, and yeah. um, I think it's fun. I think it's a solid seven out of 10 type of game. So if you see it on sale, I, I do recommend it, especially if you like stranger things three and uh, I'm almost done with that one. Um, I'll skip through these couple other ones I'm playing. Last one I'll mention is I am playing the outer worlds again. I'm, con- I'm determined to finish my story on that. Cause I want to find out what happens with the choices that I've made. Cause like I've said, I highly value what they did in that game with all the choices and the crazy storyboard they must've had. So I want to figure out how my story in outer worlds will end I'm just powering through what I find to be not super fun gameplay moments. Uh, lastly, I did want to mention because I have Disney Plus, I'm having a blast watching rewatching the Marvel movies. So I'm going back through kind of nice. by by release date. I thought about doing chron- chronologically, but that really only moves ca- uh, Captain America and then uh, release Marvel. date makes most sense because yeah, so, then there's the after credit scenes that all yeah. line up together. Yeah. So yeah. I can confirm that stuff like Thor Dark World, which is the last one I just recently watched, confirm it's still not good. Um, <laughs> but they but fixed I, it in the last one. But I can tell you that yeah. Iron Man 2, which in my mind was not a good movie, I actually really liked it. And I don't know if maybe I was just in a good mood when I watched, but I was like, I like Mickey Work as Whiplash. I like what they did with the final fight scenes. Like I, I really liked Iron Man 2. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I always so thought the Iron Man movies were okay. They're not yeah. bad, but they're not great. The first the very one, I think, least, is the best. At the very least, they're entertaining. Robert Downey Jr. is just the best in that role. Uh, last thing I'll mention real quick is I'm not a big board game guy. But 
last night I went to some kind of uh, board game night and there was a whole bunch of people playing and one of the guys brought seven wonders. And so I played that and super fun. It's pretty much if they turned civilization, the video game into a board game or a tabletop game. Um, it, once you learn the basics of the rules, you can actually get through a, an entire round, entire game in a relatively short amount of time, yeah, which I, I like. Say, what was that like 17 hours later? <laughs> no, I'm really glad it's not like, I mean, I'm, I no longer have interest in a 18 hour or 18 month risk matchup or monopoly or whatever other crazy things. Um, sure. This one, a little complex at first, but then once you get it, you're like, oh, this isn't actually that complex. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it if you have any interest in board games or card games. Cool. All right, Dan, what are you playing? Anything you want to call out? Um, so I did mention earlier Sekiro. Um, I I think I could maybe finish it in like a few more in a few hours. No. I hope I can at least finish it. Bro, you got like 10 more bosses. You are very optimistic and I love it. I can do it. I, I can do I it. I just told you you have 10 more <laughs> I'm bosses. Speed, it took I'm you speed 20 hours to get through three yeah, of them. And you said you can even be, uh, uh, get, I can't even remember his name now. The dude with the lightning. Derek, he's younger than us. Okay, get his you, reflexes bro. are better. He can, yeah. he can... I didn't even try. I tried four or five times. <laughs> I beat I him once, like, bro. truly try. Get at me, bro. All right, so let, know, I'm curious to hear how things go with Sekiro for you. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that it is very good, and and on and I said it before. Shout out to the animations of when you're uh, using your hand, your little mechanical hand there, and uh, web slinging, so to speak. Like yeah. he does this little like spin move, and it's so just cool. super cool looking. Um, and I so I think I mentioned I went to go play Concrete Genie. Oh yeah. And I think Je- Jeff had mentioned that he played it, and he said you kind of just get the gist of what the game is doing in like an hour. And I agree, you definitely do. Um, it's not bad. It's I I like the message that they're kind of going for with the story about bullying oh, and darkness. But <laughs> get, that's the only get... PC Dan will ever be playing. <laughs> but um, the end the end the last two chapters actually are completely different from what the rest of the game is. It actually becomes then like an action game, oh. like because the beginning part of the game you're like painting the walls and you're kind of getting rid of the darkness by uh, painting all these little like. Uh, genie, uh, genie, little minion dudes, and they're kind of helping you do certain like puzzle aspects. Like there's no fighting at all, and then suddenly in the last two chapters, like you're like using your um your brush as like a weapon, and you're sliding around and yeah. almost like uh, almost like infamous style, yeah. so to speak. It looks uh, interesting. It'll be a PS Plus game for me though. I think whenever they drop yeah. it on there. Yeah. No, it's it's something. Yeah. If it's like ten bucks uh, or like yeah, PlayStation Plus game, give it a try. Um, yeah. But yeah, I am interested in trying it. I am. Yeah. The visuals do look interesting. So yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's about it. That's those are the two things I've been doing, and Simpsons oh. on uh, Disney Plus. Nice. Are you yeah. starting season one and working your way through it? Yeah, I didn't watch Simpsons growing up, so Renee was like, "We need to watch the Simpsons because that they watched a lot of it growing up, and so we're you're on just season going through it." Yeah, we're on season seven, I think. That's awesome. You have yeah, so much, so much show ahead of you too. That's it's that's, so outrageous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> All right, so I will actually talk about a show too, and then I'll talk about the games I'm playing. Um, highly recommend Watchmen. Probably one of the best shows I've ever watched in my entire life. I've heard H- good things. HBO or Stars? What is this one? So it's HBO. I watched right. it for free. So if you have Amazon Prime and you've never ordered HBO before. Then you just sign up for the seven days free HBO, and you um, can easily watch the nine episodes within the seven days. And then okay. I just canceled it. 
Um, okay, I never read the graphic novel. I thought the movie was okay. I thought well, the movie was good. Okay. Uh, I think the show's better than the movie, but I actually want to watch the movie again because okay. of the show. Um, cool. I'll just give you... Uh, I, I think the thing that sums it up the best is if you ain't white, you ain't right. And that pretty much sums <laughs> up the, the plot of this show. All right. But sure. no, sure. I, I actually was explaining it to my wife and she was, first of all, she didn't care. And second, as I was explaining <laughs> it, right. trying to tell her like all the cool twists, because they have a lot of cool twists. Even I was like, okay, this is not a show you can explain. You have to just watch it. But it definitely for me has like that, it has the ability, and it's very hard to do nowadays. It had the ability of you're watching the show, and they get you thinking one thing, and they are able to pull stuff off without you being able to predict it. I'm sure That's there's, cool. I'm sure there's some Sean Messler out there who had everything. <laughs> I mean, he had already written it out. He sure. already knew the whole story. But obviously, but I would say it would fool a lot of people. Or even if you don't even try to predict it, you're just watching it. I think it's really entertaining. Cool. Um, so highly recommend that. And then as far as games, the only two I'm really going to talk about, because I already touched on that I'm replaying Borderlands 3, is I played uh, two Walking Dead games. So I have the uh, Walking Dead final season, which I actually f- finished today. It would have probably been in my 2019 top 10 if the game actually launched in 2019. It launched in 2018, and then... Uh-huh. Had a huge delay, and then the last two episodes came out in 2019. Gotcha. You mean the company shut down? Yeah. <laughs> or the that developer? Was the that delay. would be the huge delay. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, I I gotta say, it's not perfect. No Walking Dead game is perfect. I played it on PC. It actually looks really good when you when you play it in native 4K. It's real crisp. Um, but they really finished off the story nicely. Like, it's another one of those games where I was like, okay, and I'm not going to spoil anything because I want people to, I want them to play it. And then if they want to, if they do play it, I want them to be like already piecing it together based off what I said. But I will say this if you played the previous seasons, for me at least, and I would think most people, you know how Lee's story ends, right? And that's yes. when Clementine really starts. Really so strong end to that first season. Yes. So your thoughts going into this final season is Clementine's story is going to end the same way. Yes. And so I feel like they did a really good job with that. That's all I'm going to say is they do they do end her, her story, her arc or whatever. And I don't think we're ever going to get a Walking Dead game. That's why it said final season. Well, I mean, um, Wolf Among Us 2 is coming, so... I know, but I, mean, I think they purposely put final season because okay. You know, yeah, right. Now, technically, Skybound made the last two episodes, so Skybound could be like, "Yeah, that was the final season for Clementine," but we're gonna do this. But I right. think they're done. Um, but uh, it's really good. Like, cool. like for me, you guys were talking about what's that game, Plague's Tale? Yeah, yeah. Plague. I like the game, I do, but it didn't. I don't know. I don't like the gameplay, and also I was like, uh, it's way too long. The Walking Dead had a few gameplay moments where I was like, okay, this is annoying, but overall, you're not. I feel like I'm just watching a movie. Yes, I'm controlling it, but it's really just a movie. It's even more movieish than Plague's Tale. Plague Tale definitely tries to put gameplay in it. Um, and I just I feel like they nailed the decisions you have to make in that game because at the very end, 
they show you the decisions you made, but they also show you the other options. Like they don't play it in a movie. You just see like a, a pick and you would, you see like, for instance, I'll use an example without any names or anything. Somebody I had die lived and then it shows other options, whether like they liked you or neutral or hated you or what, like there's all these other options. So there's like way a lot of like, decisions that are huge impact that's cool um so i did like that and then the other game was i bought the walking dead saints and sinners which is a vr game um it's it's you have to own uh it's not on quest right now well it's not quest only it's coming to quest later like you have to have rift s you have to have a pc to run it on your quest which is what i'm doing but here's the thing I want to I want to correct myself from I think last week or the week before or whatever when I was talking about VR. These games do tell you if you can sit and play these games. And oh, so nice. when you go to, so when you go to the Oculus Quest store, it'll tell you sit and standing. It'll tell you whether you can do that. That's cool. The, Wa- the Walking Dead and Asgard's Wrath can both be played sitting down. So when I played The Walking Dead, I sat right here on this couch, had my little thing. Now on. you've got my interest. All right. I just so it was sit. on the TV, and then I had my controllers. Now I did have a little bit, and I think it's just because of how my couch is like sitting in. But you have to set up like a a guardian to to protect you, um, like in the Oculus Rift, not in the game, or or in the Oculus Quest. Or really? So. So anyway, yeah. So it's to protect you. So mine, it's a higher body little, <laughs> Yeah, mine was a little messed up. So when you're like, it's you're the person. So you have a backpack. So you have to reach behind to grab your backpack. Ah, that's you have cool. a light here. So you got to click it here. You've got a knife here. You got a gun here. So you have to reach and pull and put put it back in. So it's very like you actually feel like you're in. I'm telling you guys, I'm not going to oversell this. I only played like 45 minutes. Absolutely loved it. And that was one of the reasons why I was sick yesterday is I think I got sick playing the game. Because like I <laughs> had to get off because I was like real wheezy and I was like, I don't feel good. And it yeah. could have been what I ate. Sorry. I thought you were actually I don't sick. normally get sick on VR games, but yeah. I also don't normally sit in the game for 45 minutes. Sure. Yeah. So it was really good because I really felt like I was in that world. It is open area, so it's not these little linear. You go to an area and it's open. I don't know how open, but it's broad hmm. enough that you can. There's side quests. There's main quests. This is a real game. This is not a demo. This isn't a things move in front of you. You just shoot at it. The shooting's real good too. Like real good. You whip out your gun. You freaking aim with this, not your head. You don't move it around with your head. It's also controlled by the two joysticks. Everything I said I wanted in a game, this game does. I don't nice. control my character with my head. I control it with the controller, and the shooting is accurate. Everything's really well done so far. And it, the review I posted in our group was that one dude, ACG or whatever, who talks for five Yeah, I saw a weeks. bit of that. He loves it. Like he was like, I you know rate my games on buy now, wait for a sale, or don't buy it at all. And he was like, buy it now. So he's the one that actually sold me on it because I watched his review and it's very detailed. It's not perfect, but it's a really good game. I kind of like how slow and shambly they walk because you can apparently like literally grab the zombies' heads and like almost like push them away from you. You (laughs) Grab them and like knife them. Like you do everything. Yeah. And in fact, I died. When I quit yesterday, I I quit when I died, 
and I was in I was in this house because it's kind of like um what's that Xbox exclusive where you go and you just go out and grab State of Decay State of Decay so it's basically a, a VR State of Decay so you're going your missions are to go and collect like food items and materials and stuff like that so I was in this like house I had to climb up the side of the house and I went in through a broken window. And I go in and I'm exploring and it's kind of dark. So you do have a flashlight. And I was in this room and I did not hear the walker. And I looked right there and the walker's right there. And I tried to pull my gun out, but I I couldn't get my gun out in time and he ate me. So it's it's got a little bit of horror in it too. This cool. isn't like a um, – it's not an easy game. And it's definitely a, a, a survival game. Like they nice. nail – to me, everything that you want in a Walking Dead. Sweet. Experience. Pretty cool. Very cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're at an hour and a half. I think we can call nope. it. But thank you for sharing your favorite games from last year. And thank you, community, those of you who voted. And those of you who support me in my love of Star Wars, the oh, video game. And thank you, Do you Derek. want another F-bomb? Because I will throw another F-bomb. No, I don't want to edit this again. Come on. Thank you, Derek, for your meaty uh, calves there. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for all the work you put into those over the years. Sausage calves. (laughs) Hi, guys. Thanks for listening this week. We will catch you next time. See ya. Peace. Who is your daddy? I am your father. You fathers will understand. My father taught me many things. I got an idea. How about you all sit there quietly while I make dad noises?